All right, he's connecting his audio. The world famous, the man, the myth, the legend. You can call him notorious or infamous. He's number one in your hearts, probably number two on the call sheet. Maybe, I'm assuming. Talking, but we can't see him. He's got to turn on his... Okay, the levels are all off. We're going to have to fix this in post. Oh, boy. Oh, gone. He's so loud. But and he's peaky and he's covered in foundation. It's Nathan Chris, everybody. It's true. I am. I'm so covered in foundation. What's up, buddy? I'm good. Wow. This whatever is happening right now in this filter of Zoom. Yeah. Is very different from reality. You look like a sex robot. And I mean that in the most like complimentary way possible. If Thank I was going to buy a sex robot of Nickelodeon's Nathan Cress, this is exactly what would show up in the box with the packing peanuts. <laughs> Be careful, buddy. Somebody's going to grab that screenshot. Be careful. Be careful. <laughs> we won't put that one on the internet. <laughs> oh, I've missed you. Oh, how I've missed you. I missed you too, buddy. This Dude. is so far, so far removed from a long time coming. Oh, it's so good know. to see you. I love that you're in a trailer. I love that you're <laughs> shooting the show in, and in the middle of it and jumping on the Zoom. Yeah, it's man. amazing. Um, tell us every in every detail what's happening on the episode that you're shooting right now. Oh, yeah. So, like, there's this thing. Remember how I said there's aliens? The rocks and just hanging out and talking about sex robots. Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio every single Wednesday. If you miss a second of the fun, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. It's just called Radioactive Dads, or you can search Nathan Crest Sex Robot now. And this episode at least will come up. Uh, hi, I'm Brett, <laughs> and I used to be on TV, and he's Nathan, and he'll be right back on your TVs very shortly. Um, yeah. In the rebirth, reimagining, don't call it a reboot of iCarly on okay. Paramount Plus, everybody. Check it out. We have a release date, right? For the we do. And June 17th. There you go. So, uh, this thing this thing might be out by the time this episode airs. I don't even know. Yeah, probably, most likely. Yeah. Um, so either way, if you're if you're tuning in because of iCarly or if you're a regular Radioactive Dads listener, either way, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. We got Nathan back, so the Dream Team is back together and in full strength. Um, thank you to everybody who kind of filled in in some of the interim episodes, and we'll have more of those as it goes on. But Nathan's back for this one. And can I say yeah. real quick, the people that you, the caliber of guests that you have had on this show, yeah, astound me. Yeah, like Man. I'm, I'm still, I'm still listening. But on my commute home, I'm listening to episodes of Radioactive Dance and you, hearing Gilles Marini talk about being a special forces firefighter. Yeah. and and Sean Murray, who I literally grown had grown up loving. 
as McGee my entire young life yeah. from someone who watched Jag when he was eight years old Dude, and carrying on NCIS. On, I started off on Jag too, man. I loved that show. And then, Bro. I mean, how many seasons of C- uh, NCIS has he done now? My God, 20 something. An absurd amount of seasons. Yeah, we've had people filling in, dude, that are more famous than us. A hundred percent. So I, I look at the I look at the episode title and I go, oh, what a get. Wow. <laughs> how did how did we get that person? Usually there's so, those two bums on that show. Right. Yeah. The ones who just like talk about their kids and barfing and like <laughs> sleeping and bleh. yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody who has not caught up on those episodes, go catch up on those episodes. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, dude. They're great. It's good to uh, have you back, though. And because you're be here, I mean, we got to just start with everything going on in your life, you know? I mean, you got so much going on. New baby. Yeah. Um, which is all the adventures that come along with that. But, like, let's start with iCarly, though, because that's what the people want. Yeah. I mean, how's the shooting still going? We're in real time here. We're close to the release date. But, I mean... What's the feel around the set? What's the mood of the cast? How's everybody doing? Yeah, you know, it's been, uh, it's evolved a lot since we started the show. I think now, as of the moment of recording this, we have, um, we've done like our big press junket where we talked to a lot of um, the media outlets. We did uh, this kind of sort sort of like, uh, reunion but preview thing to sort of get people used to our perspectives on the show um and and people can sort of like watch it before they watch the show to kind of get a primer of what to sort of expect kind of like a clip um, show is that going to be out on paramount plus yes yeah um so uh but it's it's looking back on stuff but it's also looking forward to you know uh what what people can expect to enjoy about the show which i think That's was a, a, a great idea it. i like yeah. putting that out there before the pilot yeah yeah um, smooth that'll smooth the transition too yeah absolutely that. that's because i think some some people still don't really know what this is like i still see when i post articles and stuff i still see people saying like so what what is this is this a kid is this going to be on nickelodeon is this for kids what's the what's the deal yeah and i think if they just watch it out of nowhere they're gonna go whoa what <laughs> what is this um, it's so a new I think show. that's the thing. It's not yeah. re- reboot. It's a new show right. with all the people that you love before and, you know, similar storylines and blah, blah, and, blah. And that's what we found when we did our press junkets and stuff. The press was so excited about because we're still trying to rack our brains for any example of a show that has done this before. And I, I, we can't think of one In where kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. Where it was a honest to goodness kids show that then has grown up alongside the audience and is now completely for adults. NC-17. Yeah, just brutal. Just um, Cinemax, uh, late night, you know. Yep, you're going to see diaries stuff. Followed by the brand new iCarly. Stuff you <laughs> never would have expected to see in the iCarly universe. Groovy <laughs> smoothie has a whole different meaning Oh, now. no, please, please be careful. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, it's uh, it's been fun to see now, like the trailers and stuff have come out. So people are really starting to get an idea for the feel of the show. And I think there's there's been a lot of people who have said, I'm surprised at how really excited for this I am because it's not following the standard right. sort of formula of what has been done in the past. There's something to be really like 
amped about because it's new and fun and different. So, you know, you go to a new Italian restaurant, you love spaghetti, but you've never eaten this spaghetti before, but then you kind of get excited because it's spaghetti. So, right. Then you have a spaghetti taco and then it changes it up a little bit. You knew where I was going, but how's the cast doing and everything? It looks like you guys are having a ball. Yeah, absolutely. I think everybody has assimilated so well like from the beginning but now like it's it's at the point where they might as well have just been here the whole time like we just it the the flow is there the groove is there everyone's starting to build in little character things that we do with each other um the girl who plays my daughter Jaden I swear I'm getting a look at what having a 10 year old daughter is going to be like (laughs) because we are now full-on like fake father daughter nice. but like giving each other such a hard time and it's been really fun to kind of have sort of a forward fast forward view of what i can actually expect myself as a as a dad in the future mm-hmm. uh and maybe learn some lessons now well and um, what about what about her in general though i mean this she's going to be a superstar right 100 percent. she's so funny and honestly it's it's crazy because one of her sort of character quirks is she, you'll see instantly, she is massively wise beyond her years. Like she's 10 going on 45. Right. So the things that come out of her mouth are extremely articulate and mature and things that a 10 year old should not know about. Like she's a future CEO. And so the lines that we throw at her can be so difficult (laughs) and long and things that she being a real 10 year old has probably never heard in her life. And we're just, she's just getting these thrown at her and she's handling it so well for a 10 year old. I can't even. I'm imagining she's throwing a lot of shade Freddie's way. Like there's a lot of looks like a lot of side eye, like, isn't he a doofus kind of things? Yes. I'm assuming. Yeah. That's a lot of it. And I think couple between you two. Right. Yeah. And it's funny because we have a lot of similarities kind of that I think we we sort of get on the same page as the season goes along and that gets a little bit less antagonistic mm-hmm. and more just repartee I guess that's sort of that's sort of the difference I guess. um so that relationship even even that part starts to evolve quite a bit um and it's been fun to sort of explore that and really have a character that sort of has an, an arc that normally you don't get to have on a multicam comedy series, especially not a kid's series, where sort of the whole point is everything stays roughly the same. They just get into some zany hijinks, you know, along the way. But this is real adult grown up stuff and people are gonna change and have life experiences that inform their own perspectives and and way of looking at life and how they relate to people on the show. Mm -hmm. So it's been really fun just from an acting standpoint. It feels like you can dig into a lot more um, which is really, really exciting. Um, and everybody has little things that they can do. Everybody's got little changes and stuff that they're making in different relational uh, levels that are being achieved. So we've done a lot in one season. Um, and I'm really excited. You know, when I when we first started talking about doing the show again, I was like, what, what story is there? Like, what can we do that makes it new and different? And I'm realizing now as we go on, the answer is a lot. There's a lot we can do especially just with how infinite the internet is. And this is a show about the internet, whether it's participating in it, poking fun at it, or just generally kind of being in the world. 
they can go a million different ways. Yeah, man. So it's been fun to just sort of explore what that really looks like kind of on a day-to-day basis. Hell yeah, dude. When do you introduce your zany podcast partner? Uh, that would be like, season 2.5. Freddie's got to have a podcast. Podcasts are on the internet, you know? It's true. Yeah, a yeah. side podcast about being a dad, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like and like a knows. big slobby sidekick who just comes in and like eats sausage or, you know, like like has cold cuts with him at all times. Yeah, you're going to need to gain like 38 pounds. I'm in. Are you kidding? That'd be a dream come true. You're going to have to bulk up over the summer, bud. Brace <laughs> hey, yourself. Let me do some podcast business here. We're going to be right back. We got to take a break here and do some uh, radio business and um, listen to some songs and stuff like that. And when we come back, I want to dip back into the Radioactive Dads at Gmail email account because we okay. got some things in the inbox that we got to go Oh, over. boy. So we'll be right back to answer some of your emails on Radioactive Dads. Turn it up. We'll be right back. I can't go a day without you. Listening to Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. Yo, those guys slap hard. I love that band that we just they played. They smack me on the face. Yeah, if you guys are wow. listening on a podcast app, we have to cut out the uh, musical breaks. But if you're listening live on Adobe Radio, we take actual song breaks. And that was the track Endless Hours from the band White Collar, but they spell it weird W H I T 3 C O L L R. These dudes. It's two 17-year-old dudes who are in high school, and they are this band, and we keep having them on my morning show, and they keep missing math class for it <laughs> so that they can be a guest on the show. And it's so punk rock! They're just, I mean, dude, they remind me of like 80s Van Halen, but in a modern way. I mean, it's like, it sounds like 80s music, but then it kind of, you know, it doesn't because it's new and whatever. Right. Um, but like 80s rock, just that like sunset strip like they should be hanging out with uh johnny depp while he's on 21 jump street you know exactly like they're all exactly. wearing like black leather jackets and going to the go whiskey go-go and the viper room and they're they yeah. they're capturing that sound and they're only 17 it's amazing I know. that's that's outrageous to me yeah. i feel like talent like vocal talent is getting so young now like i mean freaking olivia rodrigo it's like 16 years old and yeah. she's just like starship rocket to space successful in like a week yeah but it's sounds insane. wise beyond her years right like exactly. they have these like older like a very mature sound and feel to them um yeah i yeah it's i give them a lot of i love this this next generation that's coming they're a lot of fun. Um, yeah, we also, exciting. I should also say, we have an intern now around here at <gasps> Nice Guy Digital, intern Ashlyn, who um, is part of that generation, I guess, and crushing it also. So yeah, awesome. all, the, all these people restoring my faith in the young people out there, Nathan, you know? Right on. It's not just all get off my lawn anymore from me, especially right. if they keep putting out rock music like that. Exactly. So. That's the free pass at this point. Yeah, man. Hey, um, if people out there want to get in touch with us, they do that by using our email address. It's radioactivedads at gmail.com, sp- uh, spelled exactly how you think it is. And um, you guys can just, you know, ask questions, leave comments, whatever. And we got a bunch of emails to go through here, Nathan. It's been a long time since we dipped okay. into the inbox. Um, right off the bat, uh, somebody emailing in here. Let me give them credit. 
It's uh, Jennifer in Scottsdale. Um, she's asking basically both of us, but especially you, Nathan, like when you have a larger following on social media and all of that kind of stuff, how do you deal with the trolls um, is what she's basically asking. It's a longer email, but I'll paraphrase. Um, it's a good question. I often yeah. ask myself this as I'm trying to deal with trolls out there. Trolls are the worst. Yeah. Um, and they just keep coming and coming and coming and coming in, in, in different ways and trying to find creative ways of getting under your skin. I mean, on, and it's funny. I thought that, well, I don't know. I had a phase, like, especially in my young years, my teen years, when social media was really becoming a thing that, like, I did not have a good coping mechanism whatsoever. Hmm. Um, very, very difficult for me yeah. uh, to wrap my head around. And it's a and good thing I'm so them. old, man. If I would have had Twitter and Instagram in high school, oh, yeah. forget about it. I can't even imagine what people like you growing up a little younger, like, you guys, it was right there the whole time. Yeah. And, oof, I can't even yeah. imagine going through that. Yeah. And now like uh, poor Jaden on our show, like social media is part of the job. She's all over social yeah, media. What Thankfully, happened, like, man, gr- I saw some stuff on Instagram that you were posting yeah. and everything. What, what's going on over there? So thankfully Jaden wasn't as exposed to it because her parents are, you know, doing her social media for her. So she didn't really get to see. Oh, much. they're that good was, parents. <laughs> huh? <laughs> they're good parents. That's yeah. They're good parents. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly, that's right. exactly right. And that's what I was going to get into was um, honestly, there, there have been very few, negative things about doing this show and bringing it back but really the the standout uh was that like as soon as cast images started coming out and people started seeing who was in the show the trolls immediately started lasering in on Lacey mosley who plays harper out there on the left side of your background and then Jaden, mm-hmm. uh, who plays my daughter and immediately just going into a blatantly racist tirades and just being generally disgusting um and it was so sad to me to see how quickly people resorted to that and just the absolute prejudice for one thing assuming that they're they had a specific role on the show where they were they were there to just like you know sam's been replaced and like it's been with this person and that they're getting all up in arms about it and using mm. horrific racial slurs in sure. the process. Gross. And it was just disgusting to see that there are people who think that that's okay to do. Yeah. And, and not even necessarily, like, I don't know what the motivation is. If it's, I want to get a rise out of people or, or if it's for real, I, like you worry, I Yeah. You worry if, I mean, the people who actually feel that way out there, you hope it's just to get a rise, but even that's terrible. Right. But People either way, yeah, either way, it's unacceptable. Is, and, yeah. you know, as as a production, as a studio, as a cast and as people, we don't condone racism. We condemn racism. It's absolutely unacceptable in our social feeds and in society as a whole. Yeah. The fact that that's still a thing in 2021 never ceases to blow my mind. Um, but that's part of why we're here is to try to dismantle that mentality and show that there there needs to be a lot of different voices at the table Mm -hmm. and this sort of reaction and and granted the the reaction overall has been largely positive and supportive there's just always that cadre of horrible horrible people and these trolls who just want to make things difficult and be racist and try to ruin things that's the worst negative life 
Yeah, they're, um, the, they're the worst. But so how do you how do you deal with them then, though? I think for one, for these guys, I don't know. But I know what, what I have had to do for me personally is just wrap my head around the fact that nothing that they say actually matters. Right. They have an agenda and an objective. And the objective is to create feelings in you the person that they're sending messaging to um, and not tr- doing everything that you can to not give them that satisfaction and to disengage yourself from that. It's like the hardest thing in the world to do. We're social creatures. We want, we're built to want approval and, and to be accepted and to be supported. Well, and, and, to, so and when to clap back also, right, exactly. like it's hard and to ignore because you're like, yo, I'm going to say something. And then it's right. a rabbit hole, you know, that right. has Your no justice end complex starts ringing in right. and then you go down a rabbit hole, you try to engage and then yeah. it just becomes this endless thing. It's physically impossible to do. And so I think learning to just before it even has, a, as soon as you see it, for one, block it, report it, support the mechanisms that social media puts in place to be able to remove those things. Um, at least in terms of if it's, you know, if it's just people not being nice to you, you can't report them for that. But I'm talking about like in this context for hate speech or, or being racist or, or something like that, you can get rid of those things. But um, there's still there's still a disconnect that you also have to be able to do mentally where when those things slip through to just keep yourself from lasering it and focusing on it and just letting it roll off and know and come into it expecting that these things are going to happen. These people are out there. These people are trying to do this to you Mm -hmm. and to try to disconnect from it before it gives you a chance to let it get under your skin and know that these people don't know you aren't aware of any of the material facts involved in anything in your life. And for that reason, have no say in your life. Yeah. It's, and it's, and it's, that's a practice thing. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to do. I mean, you know, it's good advice, Nathan. I, you and I have a bit of a different tact on this one. And, um, I, I as we agree, you know, principally in all of that, but we just kind of deal with it in a different way. I on social media clap back. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, but, and what I do lately, I used to, I used to go after each commenter and, and, you know, or like each person I disagreed with or that I had a point to make or whatever. Now I've kind of changed that a little bit. I will reply to one of them with what I want to say to all of them. And then I ignore it after that. Cause I go, I've said my piece. That's it. Mm. And no matter how much they try to drag me back into the mud with them, and sometimes they succeed, I try to just ignore my phone and and put it down. Um, Now, to your point, though, I mean, if it gets really out of control, then the, like, blocking, deleting, whatever, I do that. As a general rule, though, I really don't delete it or block it because I kind of feel like, well, you just told everyone who you are, and I'll leave it here just Mm -hmm. in case we ever need this as a reference point or anything or in case any of your employers want to check it out. I'll leave it here. You know what happened the other day, though, is Mm. I put out a – because it's Pride Month, you know, and Mm. um, I'm not gay, but I'd like to be asked or I don't mind being asked. Um, mm-hmm. I'm straight, but you know, Hey, uh, and, but I, I, I'm an ally. I'm a supporter. I have tons of friends, family members, whatever. So I just put out a, you know, photo like pride flag, just happy pride month. It was very simple uh-huh. caption. Yeah. Overwhelmingly. Like you said, everybody's like, Oh, Hey, thanks. Or cool mm. heart emoji, whatever. And like, that's not why I'm doing it, but I'm just saying the reaction was positive. And then yeah. of course there's one person who's like, Oh, I'm unfollowing puke emoji, puke emoji, 
you know, uh, I think they said like those people are disgusting. You know, they're just saying t- terrible things. And yeah. so of course uh, they they said they were going to unfollow though. So of course I just replied back with like, well, like peace out. Let the door hit you on the way out. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was just simple reply. Yeah. Kicked off this whole thing in the comment section, 50-something things long, you know. This person, the person who's the original troll is going after everybody in the comments. People are getting all riled up, you know. But here's the most maddening thing. As I'm sitting there scrolling through it later in the day, reading it, again, not going to reply again, but just reading it over, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, the whole thing disappears from the thread. Hmm. It's not there now. You can't go back and find it. It was 50-something replies long. I was talking to Mrs. Davern about it, and she's like, yeah, that's probably because the original commenter, the original troll, went in and deleted their original comment. Mm. And she's like, there's this thing where some of these trolls will get people going, rile everybody up, spend everybody's day, and then they delete it so it all disappears anyway, which is the ultimate trolling thing. Because now Mm. you just feel like this whole day and all this argument and everything was for nothing. And I mean... The levels that people will go to to get under your skin online, no, yeah. no bounds. And so yeah. to Jennifer directly there in Scottsdale, if you're asking like how to deal with them, my advice is comment once, then let it go. And like Nathan said, realize that like your life is bigger than online and whatever. And if you are getting bullied or whatever, like obviously we feel for you and we're here for you. Um, and just, you know, there's a bigger th- world out there than just Twitter comments and Instagram comments. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Those so, people don't deserve your time and your focus, and yeah. they certainly don't deserve your day. <laughs> no, we got you know? your back over here. Here, let's dip back into the uh, the world of the email inbox, though, over okay. here, because um, Celeste, listener Celeste, says, while listening to the podcast, uh, you guys were arguing about Star Trek and Star Wars. Uh-oh. I have to oh, say, we're back on this. Brett is so wrong, which means ha! I'm on Nathan's side. Because Star yes. Wars is the best. Yes. Thank you, Celeste. <laughs> Thank you for making the right choice. And I and let me say, how dare you, Celeste? <laughs> you and Nathan are both wrong. And you can email me back again if you want, but you're still both wrong. Uh I so what do you what was the I can't remember where we left. Did we leave the argument as it's about the universes that, that you think universes are better or that the movies I th- are better like bro i think both <laughs> let's rehash this thing if you want i think no we don't need to rehash not it, only but... do i think the star trek movies are better just filmatically than the star wars movies but i think the universe is a more interesting universe to explore it's not just the same storyline over and over and over there's not mm-hmm. some mystical force that can just cure everything whenever they want it's more grounded in some sort of reality if that makes sense in the world of science fiction. And so yeah. for me, it hits my taste buds in that way, and I prefer it, even though I love the shit out of Star Wars and have seen all of them and know plenty of things about them. It's not like I, you know, hate it or, I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm a right. fan of it. I just, yeah. if you put them on a scale and said, which one do you like better, I prefer this one over here. I get it. That's and like, I would say... It's a little I, more mature. Like, yeah, I, I can I can see that. And just simply for the fact that it's grounded in some kind of reality that makes it automatically more mature. I think that especially looking at the most recent trilogy mm-hmm. of Star Wars movies where there were just so many inconsistencies and you just get whipped around so many times and they couldn't really decide what they wanted the movies to be and they had to reconcile it in a very kind of ham-fisted way. Um, 
I do feel like the more modern, like the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie gave me like feels. And I didn't even love Star Trek. Like I knew not that much about it, but like the sound, the soundtrack, like the visuals of like just, oh, there was so many, there was so many just moments that I was hoping would be in Star Wars. And there kind of were, but just not to the same extent. Um, and so that was disappointing for me. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. But still, universe to universe, I still love the fantastical nature of Star Wars. As much as I normally am grounded in reality and wouldn't normally go Star Trek, I just feel like, I don't know, yeah. Star, Star Wars is still my jam. But for the modern movies, I think that the modern Star Trek movies, at least the first like two, mm-hmm. are better than the current trilogy of yeah. stuff. Chris Pine is kind of the man. I like he really is. He is just he like a fine wine. Just gets better yeah. as we keep going here. He's funny. He can arguably do no wrong. Charming. Nor can his eyeballs. Yeah, totally. And uh I mean the whole the whole cast, you know, Zoe Zaldana, like the come on, that cast is stacked, you know? Yeah. Um yeah. anyway. Absolutely. Um back to the email inbox over here. Uh hey Nathan. Mm. This per- this one's for you here. Um, hey, Nathan, quick intro. I'm Mike from, and then it has a company name. I'm reaching out. Um, you're likely familiar with us. We are casting a national television commercial right now that would launch by July 4th. You want to be open to being in it? That's an email we got. Sure. Oh, wow. A complete yes. He doesn't even know the company yet, Mike. I don't know. I'm interested. Don't even wow. tell me. Tell me. Tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you. I don't. I think that would break the rules maybe. In yeah, some sure. Way, I'm interested. I just, yeah, I love that you just jumped in and said yes right away. I mean, you don't just being interested doesn't mean you're going to do it. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Why yeah. did you make me sign a bunch of NDAs and talk to lawyers and stuff before even doing the podcast then? Because I mean, because I was interested in you shutting your big fat mouth. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, you just gave Micah yes right away. I'm just like over here, like, <laughs> why'd I have to talk you into it for months and months and months? I mean, come on, man. I mean, you know, this, right. this is national commercial. Why not? This is. <laughs> What if I was the next flow? True. That's yeah. like the dream. Oh, dude. Go in and just do a bazillion commercials. 20 years of commercials. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. It's you can't you can't beat that. That's the life. Um, this song is by our friend Tyler Posey, formerly of Teen Wolf on MTV Whoa. and all of your dreams out there. Um, he's a punk rocker now, and he has this song featuring Travis Barker. Maybe you've heard of him from the Blink the the band Blink. 182 oh interesting yeah so what an odd name let's listen to this song and um, Nathan and I'll be right back with some more emails right after the break turn it up You're listening to Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. Radioactive Dads on Adobe Radio. Hey, if you're out there on the Sunset Strip, that was White Collar again. It's 1988 and coming on next, Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue. Turn it up. I'm Fast Breddy, Breddy Boy in the afternoon. Sorry. <laughs> Those dudes, I mean, it has that sound though, right? It really like, does. They should be that followed up by Motley Crue, I think. 
Yeah. Or something. A hundred percent. Yeah. They're so talented. That was them again, by the way. And if you're not listening live on Adobe radio, you have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, and if you're listening on a podcast app, Hey, we appreciate it. Subscribe, leave us a comment, all that stuff. But if you want to hear the music, you got to listen live to Adobe radio and to the band white collar spelled W H I T three, man, I'm giving them so much free publicity. It's like one of them is my kid or something. I was starting to wonder if maybe you had like a secret <laughs> no, child. No, not at all. They were just guests on the morning show. And I just, I love, I love anyone out there who is like going for it and going for it hard and, and like seemingly like knows what they're going for. And is like, also as guests on the morning show, they're like fun and affable and they understand references and they like talk like normal human beings. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I just like them. I think they're cool. And yeah. so why not, you know? Yeah. So add them to your playlist out there, everybody. Spotify I'm doing it. I'm doing it all the way home. Dude, those songs, those two songs, and I don't even know how many they have out there, but those two are electric. I love it. Yeah. So whatever. Yeah. Um, okay. Back to the old text line or the uh, email, shall we? Well, okay. Okay. Um, here, I have one for you. Um, hi, uh, Hey, Nathan. Again, this one's to you, okay? Hey. Hey, Nathan. Hope what? all is well with yeah. you and hope you've been driving the speed limit since the Long Beach Grand Prix, exclamation point. Man, that was a lot of fun. So glad we got to share that experience. Now, I hate being that guy, but as a father, you know we'll do what we have to for our kids. My daughter, I'll leave the name out, uh, who you met at the Grand Prix, is obsessed with iCarly and you in particular. Her Aww. birthday is on April 29th, and because oops, so I guess we missed it. Um, so Oopsie. because of because of the current situation, uh, it's difficult to get find the right gift, whatever. Um, I tried to find you on Cameo, but to no avail. Is there any chance you could send a quick 15 second happy birthday video? Fully understand if that's not possible. I'm still reading the email, by the way. This isn't uh, me saying this. I'm sure you get this all the time. But you can't fault someone for trying. I would be more than happy. Uh, wait, I lost my place. I would be more than happy to jump on the podcast as well, if that's something you and Brett might be interested in. Thanks for the shout oh. out, by the way. Yeah. Uh, either way, hope all is well with you. And forgive me in advance for being that guy. Yours truly. Drum roll, please. Mark McGrath. I was wondering. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, man. Real life uh, email from the lead singer of Sugar Ray. That's so crazy. Mark McGrath. Mark. Mark is the coolest dude ever. I met him down there, too, because that was the race we were in together. Right. And he's the nicest, sweetest dude ever. And I feel badly that Mark got in touch with us by emailing the podcast. <laughs> We're terrible <laughs> friends, Mark. I'm sorry. Oh, Mark. Oh, oh no. man. And that we it took us that long to check email. I know. I know. I'm sorry. We're the worst. I am sorry, Mark McGrath. We're the worst. Uh- we would have checked it much more consistently, though, if we were doing this every week. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. We were on a brief, our normal programming was off. Yeah. So that would be why. But dang. Well, I'm sorry we missed it. But yes, I'll absolutely be making a video for Mark McGrath. Okay. Well, do you remember earlier in the episode when I said we're going to have co-hosts on that are more famous than us? 
Yeah. I mean, this means that Mark McGrath will now take your place on some episode and, you know, man. Done. It's just how it goes, dude. That's fine. I don't even care. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy to step aside and let Mark McGrath supplant me <laughs> as a radioactive dad. I probably talk about meeting Mark McGrath at least once a year. And it's always just to say what a, no, I'm serious. I always just say what a like nice guy he is because, yeah. for, you know, something will happen, a song will come on or whatever, and people start reminiscing or whatever. And I just go, I've met this guy. I've hung out with this guy. He's the nicest, most down to earth, humble, cool dude ever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe meeting him was a pleasure. That's really all I have yeah. to say about that. He's such a sweetheart. So, oh, man. That's so funny. I I completely agree. He was one of my favorite people to be around on the set because he or not the set, the track. Yeah, the track. <laughs> so used to my <laughs> interview brain. Yeah. Um, I because uh, he was one of the guys, if I remember correctly, he was somewhat like me in that he did not know how to drive stick. Mm-hmm. I think at mm-hmm. that point, and so he was in the group of three or four participants who were learning how to operate a manual transmission vehicle, but also do it in a race car. Yeah. Uh, and figure out how to how to drive, but also how to corner and brake properly and manage your tires and yada, yada, yada. So that we, we went through the crucible together there. Uh, he might've been the one who burned out his clutch on the first, <laughs> on the first lap. I just remember there being smoke just a line of smoke from from the pit area as everyone was going out and doing their first lap because someone was like on the clutch the you, entire you know, time. You know what I remember from that race? Huh. All of you being behind me as I <laughs> started on the pole and then went all the way around and won it from the pole to the, you know, start to finish, like just blowing all of you guys out of the water. And then, you know, raising the championship trophy with Al Unser Jr. And being sprayed with champagne and having to be like one of the single greatest days in my entire life. That's what I remember from that See, day. I remember Alfonso Ribeiro passing everyone. What's that? I don't, I forgot about that. There was, was a that? weird thing where Alfonso Ribeiro, like, I don't remember that. to pass everyone. Oh, is my memory off? Oh, I won it the year before. That's what it oh, was. Oh, well, I just wanted to mention that I won it. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I'm glad <laughs> you we know, managed Nathan. To... The thing is, Nathan, I've, I've been in so many Long Beach Grand Prix, I forgot which one it was, right? And you've been victorious in so many, it's all starting <laughs> to blur together. I was hoping that you were because the year that you won, you had that silver FRS, oh, yeah, and you had your little shamrock sticker, yeah, in the dash area, and mm-hmm. I got your car for the race. So I was hoping because we draw names out of a hat and we draw well, we draw cars out of a hat uh, to know which car we're going to get for the race. And I was hoping that you were going to give me some juju and uh, didn't happen. Hey, man. so thanks a lot. Thanks for absolutely Listen, flipping. Nothing. The sticker can only do so much after that. It's all about heel toe shifting and I can't help you. So, no, you know, no, never quite know. got that down. Never had the time. <laughs> but hey, I'm going to time proud of myself. Oh, man. There oh, goes the what? perfect segue. There it goes. Wave bye-bye to it. Bye-bye, because I I still need to say, I need to have my flex. Okay. I qualified third in that race in my division. He needs to have his flex. He's zooming in from the trailer on set at his TV show. He needs to have a flex. Okay. All right. You? I'm here for it. No, go ahead. No, flex from your trailer. Go ahead. You get to talk about spraying <laughs> Al Unser Jr. with champagne. I get to at least say that I qualified third and finished second. 
Okay, good. I yes. at least get to say that. You did. You had a great race. You did have a great race. And when we had another we had another race, the stock car race and all that, and you you hold your own. I'm just giving you shit. Yeah, I held my own until my drive shaft blew up and I landed in the midfield and well, watched you guys finish from afar. But it was fun while it lasted. Listen, that was during the race. There's plenty of other times you've been driving. I've seen you driving out there. You're the best. That's hey, true. hey, I'm a machine. We're huh. out of time. We are out <gasps> of time. No. Yes. So oh. um, I will say goodbye to the people. If you guys got uh, emails to send us, which means you have questions or comments to send us, you can do that on the email radioactivedads at gmail.com hit us up on any social media by the way at radioactive dads um on twitter instagram maybe even a tiktok coming soon it depends on how much uh, work we throw internationalins way so um yeah and also hit her up in the comments you know and engage with her she's the one kind of doing the social media and we thank her for that um but we're out of time on radioactive dads we love you guys very much nathan did we cover it heck yeah we did Welp, that covers it for this week on Radioactive Dads. Nathan and Brett will be back next week with a brand new episode. Streaming on adobe.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.